Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. So have you ever realized that your music choices have probably not been best for your children? I mean, probably not you, right? Because like the Beatles are your favorite thing and it's your kid's favorite thing too. Pretty much. That's all that's on my radio is that or podcasts for kids, (laughs) which are bad. Let me tell you, some of them are good, but yikes on some of the other ones. It's no, (laughs) I'm not that parent. I am not a good parent like that. I, uh, yeah. So I have this whole like, uh, playlist that's just dance music and some of the old school stuff that I used to dance to. And I just didn't realize how it was. My children were internalizing the music. (laughs) So we're at dinner the other night and I'm sitting next to the middle minion and he said he always has this this thing that goes along with his anxiety that he's always hot. And if he's hot, he's going to be sick. And if he's sick, he can't eat his dinner and all this stuff. So anyways, he starts out with, I knew it was coming, right? And he's like, it's hot. So I, like, kind of low, I'm like, it's getting hot in here. And I don't say anything else. And all of a sudden, minion number two goes, so take off all your clothes. Oh, and no. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't, you know, to the window, to the wall. wall. (laughs) But it was so perfect because when I sang it, I didn't mean for him to like even understand what I was singing. I was just, you know, it's just like that unconscious. You said something that you're used to saying all the time. And and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Take it back. No, no, no. Rewind my life. At first I was like, wait, how does he know that? And then. We were, it was probably two days later, we're listening, because there are a few dance songs that he likes that are not inappropriate, and I, and so I play them once in a while, but then we'll continue, you know, like the playlist is shuffle, and that song comes on, and I was like, oh. Oh, Oh, that song. That song. That's the song, you know, you were wearing your little short skirt and shaking your ass. Okay, we're not going to go there. On on a dance box. Isn't that what that wasn't that what that was? Dance box. Being a hoochie. Anyway. It was a speaker. It was a speaker. Oh my gosh. Like that's any better. Okay, sorry, friends. Correction. Courtney was not dancing on a box. She was dancing on a speaker at a club. Move on. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. So I was watching Netflix, uh, as per usual. And um, have you seen that show Broken? Wait, so you were Netflix and chilling? You do realize that you aren't supposed to actually watch Netflix when you're doing that, right? You know what? I still don't get that saying, though. Netflix and chill sounds to me like I'm eating mint chocolate chip ice cream and binge watching (laughs) The Office. Is that what that phrase means? Because that's what it means to me. Neither do I, dude. But I was trying to make it sound like we were like with the times. So no, I haven't watched this broken show, but I do watch a lot of Netflix. Okay. So for all we know, it could be something dirty. I don't no, know. No, it is. It totally what? is. I knew that much. No, it totally is. I think, or I thought, and I may be wrong, so somebody can message us and let us know, but I <laughs> thought it was like the new name of a booty call. Listen, girl, who is still in her 30s, shut the fuck up. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Whatever. Broken on Netflix. Okay, the show. I was watching the first episode about counterfeit makeup, which, by the way, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And let me tell you, it was super eye-opening. I don't buy counterfeit anything, at least not with my knowledge, I guess. But it's super scary to think that these products get sold on the streets and on eBay and all sorts of other places, even Amazon, which they're trying to crack down on that kind of stuff happening. Um, You know, you really need to watch it, though, because it was very, 
very awesome and cool to watch. That's crazy. I mean, personally, I would I would never buy items off the street like make it, for instance. And I don't trust eBay anyway. Yeah. So I guess I would just never I would never try to buy counterfeit stuff. Um, but I mean, like that shit is going on your face. Right. It's like your most sensitive skin. Right. But here's the thing. Um, I also learned about two makeup products that actually made me want to try them out. You know, the real the real brands. OK, not the ones that are coming to us from China. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm super happy that I did because I bought ColourPop, which is all one word, by the way, and Kylie, which mm, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I'm over here shaking my head, which I am not a fan of anything associated with the Kardashians. Sorry about that. I just never could get into reality TV. Reality. Wow, I can't even speak today. <laughs> <laughs> I just could never get into reality TV. You know, I like the fake shit like Star Wars. Okay. Uh, not no, hold, not hold fake up, asses, fake whatever yeah, else the say, Kardashians have. You know what I mean? Star there's Wars. There's plenty of fake shit in those reality <laughs> shows. I was about to say, have you not seen the, in air quotes, jobs <laughs> that they have gotten over the years? Come on. There's lots of fake shit. <laughs> I haven't even paid attention to that. So you know way more about them than I do. I actually don't either because I don't watch that shit. But, you know, anyways. But I don't <laughs> like that kind of fake. Uh, anyways. <laughs> The makeup that I bought was pretty amazing, and I'm glad that I gave ColourPop a chance because the pricing is outstanding for the quality that you're getting, um, and the lip kit from Kylie is also pretty amazing. Sometimes that cheap stuff is, like, some of the best stuff. I mean, hell, there was a time when we were really big fans of that ELF or ELF or whatever, however, you know, um, and that stuff is hella cheap, and most of it worked, I mean, decently well. I don't think it's as cheap as it used to be, though. I think their pricing has gone up, but it's still reasonable, I think. Well, I mean, let's let's be real. We were into ELF before, or ELF, I don't know, whatever, uh, when it wasn't <laughs> sold in Target. You know, so now it's for reals because it's in the big heaven store. <laughs> ELF <laughs> is in the oh, big right. time now with their Target partnership, you know. The thing that I liked about ColourPop and Kylie is that it's made and manufactured in Los Angeles and it's cruelty-free and vegan, you know, in case I want to eat my eyeshadow for whatever reason. Honestly. <laughs> it's vegan. I never, I never can understand the vegan thing, but I eat meat, so I guess I don't care. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> On that note, I'm Paris, the tiger mom to one outstanding cub. I am the wife and partner of a future billionaire. Yep, putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> I have embraced my choices of living a healthier life. And my motivation is, of course, my family and my need to be alive to see my son live his amazing life. I do miss donuts once in a while. But then I remember that eating poorly is the door to my unhappiness. And then I pretend that the pistachios that I'm eating taste just like frosting. <laughs> It has yet to work out fully, though, just so you guys know. But by the end of this year, I am confident that those damn nuts will taste like sugar bliss. It's never going to happen. I know. I love you, but that's not, that's <laughs> seriously, it's never going to I am trying happen. to put that, like, mental feelings out there. Good luck. Like, like please taste like frosting. Please taste Good like luck. frosting. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I'm mom. Or my mom. Hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, mom. See, because that's literally my name. So yes, yes. that's mom, what they call mom, me. Mom, 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 mom. Yeah, mom. Yeah, she's literally um, mom. Yes, she's mom. I'm hi, mom. mom. Yes. Yep, that's it. Uh, no, I'm Courtney. And I am the mom to crazy three. Okay. They're crazy. Um, I live outside of rainy Portland, Oregon. So, you know, I don't see the sun very often. I work full time. And when I'm not doing that, I'm, you know, podcasting, volunteering at Boy Scouts, chaperone 
you know, field trips, hustling to sports and overwhelmingly forgetting about myself most of the time. Yeah, that's pretty much life. <laughs> I am married to the love of my life and we've been going strong for almost 12 years. And, um, you know, he keeps me grounded most of the time, which is which is really that's a reason to keep him around, I guess. I keep thinking of reasons. <laughs> I should keep a list. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, you bringing up the makeup, it's actually pretty perfect for our podcast today. You're welcome. And you're stupid. But anyway, (laughs) uh, with 2020 rolling full steam ahead now, I mean, we can't go backwards, friends. We're going forward. Um, We are wanting to continue our soundtrack of positively, positivity, positivity. Can I speak today? It's positivity. Thanks. In your life. (laughs) And uh, so we think one of the big steps for that is your self-esteem and body image. First thing you will need to wrap your head around is letting go of your past thinking. This is the hardest thing for most people to do. Uh, I will share with you that, you know, it's one of the struggles that I have as well. And my past blocker, my past history blocker of happiness started when I was about 12 years old. Uh, I didn't wear makeup, of course, because I wasn't allowed to until I went to high school. But my bio mom thought I needed to look more like a girl. Like, how fucking retarded is that? Uh, fucking retarded. Yeah. Because you look like you're 12 now and you're definitely like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, because having hair down to my knees wasn't girly enough, I guess. You know, and I wore... Here's the funny thing is I never wore pants. I don't think I... I don't think I had a pair of jeans until I was in high school. I always wore dresses. Like, can you get more girly? Honestly. So... You know, without even asking me um, if I wanted to get my ears pierced, she took me to one of those uh, indoor flea markets. That's disgusting. Gross. Who does that? (laughs) Oh, wait. Seriously. My biological mother does this. She's disgusting. And she takes me... So she took me to some gross jewelry counter, if you can even call it that, and says, pierce her ears. She just, like, pushes me into, like, this little bullpen area where they pierce you like a like cattle (laughs) so i know but you know up to that point in my life i was not ever aware that i didn't look like a girl and somehow having pierced ears makes me a girl did you know that oh man okay this is like the ear piercing situation with girls it's so controversial and i'm personally and this is just me and i'm not trying to diss on anybody so because this is gonna get it's going to get heavy, I'm sure. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of piercing a child's ears until they can agree to have it done. I'm just not. And and also as well to be old enough to take care of them. Um, but I'm not I'm not one to tell you how to raise your kids. And, you know, piercing little girls' ears like babies, It's it's been something that's come from, like, it's years and years that they've been doing that. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I almost do wonder, though, if that comes from babies not being, people not being able to tell if a baby's a girl or a boy. And so we, you know. That kind of makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, again, you know, maybe I should use Google. (laughs) We talk about that a lot. I should do some (laughs) research. Um, My youngest minion has asked for her ears pierced, and she's old enough that that she can make that choice. But she can't even remember to brush her teeth. So (laughs) I literally just don't feel like fighting with her that I have to remind her to take care of her ears as well because they can get infected and all that stuff. So until she can figure that shit out, we ain't doing it. Oh, man. Speaking of that, one of my first jobs out of high school was at Claire's Boutique and Accessories. The place still around it is, right? Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. So Claire's Boutique. And I was the official ear piercer because no one else wanted to fucking do it. Of course (laughs) not. Everybody was scared. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I had to pierce so many babies' ears, and I hated it. It was almost like traumatizing for me. What I took away from that is that you really should wait until your kids' ears have fully developed because the chances of them being crooked are pretty fucking great, okay? I also would not advise you to have two people do it at the same time because, hello, babies are squirmy as fuck. <laughs> It's interesting that you work there. The big thing I hear these days is that you do not go to a piercing place like Claire's or one of those kind of places. The suggestion I hear nowadays is to go to a tattoo parlor with a professional piercer, which would probably be what I do because I love tattoos. I probably end up with a new tattoo too. Um, (laughs) But that's probably what I'll do once my daughter is capable. Um, And, you know, you're working there and never being trained. It's just probably proof positive of why you should go to a professional you know piercer right that's like trusting the guy at home depot to put a nail through your kid's ear with a nail gun it's the same just saying (laughs) i was trained in two seconds mark ear with purple dot aim and shoot (laughs) ta-da that was it scary that's just scary yeah you know but anyway i could see having your ears pierced against your wishes at 12 would really not be good for your self-esteem especially at 12 like what the fuck I mean, granted, things have changed quite a bit since we were 12, but I'm pretty sure at 12, I was still playing soccer. I hung out with all boys. I never wore girly clothes like ever. And no one ever questioned my gender. Yeah, I mean, I was a pretty confident kid up until that point. And that really was the turning point for most of my life, thinking that I was never girly enough or even pretty. I just, you know, always went back to that memory of how I didn't look like a girl. So I hope there is a mom listening to this right now and that they think about, you know, is this, is what I want the same thing that my kid wants, you know, because it can impact them for a very long time. It's scary being a parent. So scary. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I think the beginning of what we learn about self-esteem and our body image really does start with our parents. And that's a huge influence on our lives in general. So as parents, we need to make sure, you know, we are careful with our language and our behaviors toward, you know, not only our female, female children, but also male, because someday they will grow up and however they felt around you will probably how they feel like out in the world around other people. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have a tough job being parents as is, but then adding to the fact that you made a human being that can actually think for themselves, good Lord, <laughs> and has an opinion at the, that they voice all all the time is something that we all have to learn to grow grow from together yeah and as women we are constantly bombarded with images and expectations that frankly the high percentage of us we can't meet and that is just another straw on the camel's back of life it can seem defeating when you look at social media and comparing yourself to what is out there for sure and you'll hear us talk a lot about social media if you haven't already. If you haven't, go back and listen because we talk about it all the time. But <laughs> um, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we should clarify a bit. Social media isn't all bad. I mean, for me, I, it's really a tool for me to share my life with my family that's far away. It's a way for Paris and I to share photos of our children easily. So while often we do talk about social media in a negative light that's not the only thing that we see yeah social media can be inspiring or it can be damning okay obviously we've talked a lot about the damning part (laughs) you need to find out what inspires you and clear out and unfollow the things that are damning I like to call them trigger moments. When you can identify a trigger moment with something you see and ask yourself if it's good for you, your mental health, you know, or your mental well-being, and is it feeding your soul in a good way? Anything less than that should be removed from your social media. Yeah. 
you also need to remember, you know, what people put on social media is literally just a snapshot in time. And that snapshot is just one thing they want you to see. You know, most people do not put their heartbreak, their addictions, their struggles on Facebook. I mean, there are some, but not everybody. You know, most people don't. Um, they show you the smiling faces, even if they're a binge drinker that likes to hide in their closet to help with their sorrows. I mean, there are, there are angles, there are filters, you know, people, you know, so comparing body types and sizes, it's just a waste of your time. Yeah. You know, body image truly has nothing to do with your actual body. Did you know? It's what <laughs> you, yes, you feel about yourself inside. Look at Lizzo. I mean, I think she's beautiful because you can tell that she believes 100% that she is beautiful. I have nothing but respect for that woman. You know, you can be a size double zero to a size 48. And all that matters is how you feel about you. Fuck everybody else's opinion. For reals. For reals. Ashley Graham is actually another that I admire. She's a plus size model, model if you don't already know her. I mean, her name's everywhere. And she's actually currently pregnant. And that woman has all the confidence in the world. And she posted some nude pregnancy shots on Instagram. I mean, that's that's the type of self-esteem all women need to have. One of the big detractors, I think, uh, from body image is the size of clothing. You may need to wear, you know, you, you know that you're a 10. But when you try on a brand maybe you've never worn before, you're suddenly wearing, like needing a 12 or 14. What's the fuck? You know, what the fuck is the deal with that? It's just, oh, it's Do you want to know what it is? The clothing industry is out to get us women. <laughs> That's what it is. It's fucking serious. They make us yo-yo diet. I swear. I have jeans in four different sizes and they all fit the fucking same. How in the world? Not to mention it's from the same brand. <laughs> what the, it's just fuck? the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No. And this is the problem. I mean, society has been built around giving women reasons to be self-conscious about themselves. And there's no fucking reason behind doing it. The, the clothing still will be sold. But honestly, for me, when I see a billboard, which is obviously altered to slim someone down, I'm likely not going to look for that brand. Fuck off. Right. Because it's false advertising. Totally. You know, I talked about makeup early on in this podcast. Uh, one thing to note about the Paris and Courtney show <laughs> is that we are 100% yin and yang on the makeup front. I am the girl that will not leave the house without some form of makeup on my face, which I have gotten better about over the years. I used to, you know, not leave the house unless I was fully made up. And then there's Courtney who, you know, wakes up beautiful and doesn't fucking need makeup. Oh, shut the fuck up. You're so stupid. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I probably need makeup, but I don't walk around thinking that. And I could really give a shit. I think that's the whole thing. And you know what? You know, the best part about it is that my husband would rather I don't wear it. He loves my plain face. When I do get all fancy, he's always like, where's the party? <laughs> <laughs> but there, here's a good point to make. I would feel uncomfortable in my day office, like my day job office, without makeup on. Because we are built as females to believe that it is more professional if we have stuff on our face rather than looking natural. Do I look better with makeup? Probably. But who's the one that judges that I look better or not? Yeah, no, you always look good. So shut the shut fuck up. up. Shut anyways, up. <laughs> anyways, Courtney's just gorgeous. So for me, the makeup thing, it, it makes me feel happy inside. I know that is strange, but it is for me a happiness that I just, I like it. Sorry. And it's not strange. I mean, it, it's not strange at all because there are times that I really do think it's fun. Like I, I have zero skills in makeup. There's that. But that's if there true. are times when I get really excited, I get new products or whatever, I think it's a lot of fun. And that's 
the reason to do it. If it makes you happy, if you enjoy doing it, then you're doing it for yourself. And that's the only reason you should do anything. Yeah. You know, I think that's part of what we want people to take away from this. You need to do what makes you happy for you, not for anybody else. Just you, girl. Yeah. In the last few years, there have been many celebrities that have spoken out against the media industries for Photoshop and airbrushing. Mm. I mean, from Chrissy Teigen, gorgeous, hello, to uh, um, Zendaya, who is absolutely tiny and beautiful but all sorts of actresses and models and other influencers have spoken out in disgust around these practices especially when it's happened to them i mean i looked up the zendaya uh you know um complaint i think she posted something on instagram to compare the two and they Mm -hmm. basically thinned down her waist and skinnied her thighs for no fucking reason. She was beautiful. There was no need to mess with it. Like, what was the point to that? Um, and I really, I mention this because you need to keep in mind that if you ever see an ad or a magazine cover that makes you feel less than, they aren't real, friends. Right. It's not real. <laughs> right. There are so many apps out there that you can instantly change your entire face to the point of not even looking like yourself anymore. And I don't think that's a good way to be either but it all started with photoshop thanks adobe for making <laughs> us all feel like we need to be airbrushed thank you so fucking much photoshop it can use bees for good or for evil as is most things <laughs> in the world and by the way that pooch that you are so concerned with girl even the svelte skinny bitches have that pooch they just know how to pose for a damn photo that's all it is yeah yeah and the thing we all need to work on, and I mean me included, is not worrying about what other thing, you know, other people think of us, not trying to fit into those society norms, to live for what makes us happy and no longer allow others to have par- that power over us. And damn, if that's just not the hardest part of self-esteem. Yeah. No, society norms of all sorts are hard to get past. Think about when you were in high school and what was the next step in your life, right? It was college. It was, you know... Dude, dude better put a ring on it because <laughs> I want to have babies for whatever reason in my 20s. And no shade to anybody who's had kids in their 20s. But I'm just saying like that just seems like that's the succession of thought process for society norms is it's college after high school, marriage, then kids. So, you know, that's what the norm is now. But think of those people who do not do those things. And, you know, where are they at? Maybe they are successful. Maybe not. But I bet they're happier with not sticking to what is normal, what we deem as normal. So maybe start thinking of yourself in different ways. Maybe you're not the weight that you want to be. So what? Are you healthy? Are you happy? To me, those two things are more important than what you look like to the rest of the fucking world. Just saying. And we want this new year, new you crap to actually matter. And how you see, you know, making this, how do you see it? How do you see it making a new year for you? How can you change the way you see yourself and how you feel? And if after you remove all of the outside pressure, because there's a lot of it, um, and you aren't happy with something, guess what? Only you can make the changes you need. No one else can. That outside pressure is not going to come in and fix it for you. Yep. Courtney and I both sat there on New Year's Day thinking, do you feel any different? Like we asked each other that. Do you feel any (laughs) different? I don't feel any different. And we both are like, nope. Want to know why? Do you guys really want to know why? We're already happy. We already are healthy and we're already on the path to self-improvement and the new year had nothing to do with that. You know, we may have added more goals to our plate, but the lofty ones that we have for ourselves, they were already in place, friends. Because we needed more. We needed more goals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'm adding more. I'm adding more. I think starting this podcast actually had a lot to do with that. It's a dream we wanted. And instead of waiting, we just did it. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy it. And it gives us more time to bond as friends. So these are the things that make us happy. Does that mean our own self-esteem is perfect? Nope. nope. I doubt anyone. <laughs> yeah, I doubt anyone's is 100% of the time. The, the new year shouldn't be the only catalyst in your world to make you want to change your lack of happiness, your negative self-talk, your doubts. This should all be the reasons you want to work toward whatever that change is. We say it all the time. You do you, sis. All right. But find what makes what happiness means for you first. What it is that you need to look in that mirror and say, damn, I'm a badass bitch. Yeah. We want you also to know you aren't alone in this battle. The self-doubt and struggle with body image is something that it's basically basically been ingrained in female DNA. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It has followed us through generations when with each generation having its own challenges. But the great thing is we're all in this boat together. So damn lady, let's like, you know, make sure we don't all drown together. <laughs> it's like that movie Titanic. Come back. Come oh, back. come on. Poor Jack. I don't care what anyone says. There was room on that fucking door. <laughs> Uh-uh. Oh, by the way, you know, I did see that door slash panel from the real Titanic, the real deal, that they did the replica off of, and it is way smaller than what, you know, Rose or Kate Winslet's ass was floating on. But they had to make it bigger for the movie, obviously, just apparently not big enough for Leonardo. Aww. Aww. Well, I don't care. <laughs> the movie where she let Jack freeze to fucking death, there was room. I've actually seen interviews, I mean, more recently, I mean, the last few years or whatever, where I think it was Kate Winslet. I can't remember who it was. Like, one of the actors or something thought that there was space. But, you know, hello. I guess the ending just wouldn't have been nearly as heartbreaking if we didn't kill off the cute young guy. Right. <laughs> God, I cried. Six times because I saw that movie in the theaters six times. Yes, oh, obsessed shit. much. That's me. <laughs> Damn. I think I saw it once in the theater, but no joke. I'm going to go find it now because oh, I want to watch it. <laughs> I'm a fan, Courtney. What can I say? And Kate's body was banging in that movie and she wasn't a toothpick. No, she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this saying, I think it goes something along the lines of like rising tides lift all boats. And I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast, this episode. Um, since we're talking the Titanic and all that, we don't want ladies out there to feel like they're drowning. Like Jack being left in the cold all alone. <laughs> we back. want women to build their tribes of like-minded people. There are, um, there was this article, you know, cause, uh, I don't know if you, I think you do follow scary mommy. I do. But, I yeah. Do. I, love I love them. I love them, but they were doing their posts of, uh, the hashtag like best of 19 or something. And it was one that I had seen, you know, previous in the year and it, it struck me then. And it struck me again when I saw it. But the title was something along the lines of uh, find a table where you won't be the conversation of that table when you get up and walk away. So that's what you need. You need you need to be in that type of that type of group of friends, the group where you're not the conversation when you walk away. Damn, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, speaking of friends, make sure you surround yourself with people that think and act the way you want to be. They say that you are who you hang with. That saying is so true. (laughs) I don't know why you laughing. (laughs) Except hanging with Courtney. (laughs) Still does not compel me to wear camouflage. Okay. (laughs) But in our years of being friends, we have definitely found out that we parent very similar. We give each other advice that is helpful and not harmful. And we always have built each other up. I'm going to get you in a camouflage at some no. point. I just need to be super sneaky about it. What no. if it's pink and glittery? Can you stop with the fucking camouflage? Because honestly, 
some asshole, I'm sure, that is thinks they're funny is going to buy it for me. And I'm going to be just like, Ooh. oh, thanks. Thanks. Everybody that is out there <laughs> listening. Yeah. No camouflage. Pass. <laughs> Pass. Uh, but it's true. You need to be friends with people that build you up and don't tear you down. So starting with those that have similar beliefs and thoughts as you, that helps. And then find your support system and be that system to somebody else. Those are the steps that will be a great stepping stone for you to building up your self-esteem for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your panel of friends needs to be strong, especially if you are going through a season of self-doubt or your self-esteem needs a boost. You know, when we talk about your friends, I think we should also be mindful of how we talk about ourselves with our friends. I know that sounds kind of crazy because our friends are who we can be ourselves around, right? But here's the thing about that. I know that I can be super hard on myself about my weight sometimes, and that is super stupid (laughs) because I am not overweight by any means. Uh, People that know me know this, and yet apparently I like to put myself down. I know that... um, I know I am not the only one guilty of this, but when I'm around my friends that may not be at their goal weight and are, you know, maybe they're struggling with losing the weight, you know, that last five pounds or that last, you know, 50 pounds or whatever the pounds may be, you know, and then they hear me say things negatively about my own body without me intentionally knowing what I've said and what's fell out of my face. (laughs) I have, I have made them question their own body image. And that's not right. That's not what I want to do. That's not my goal. You make a great point. As friends, we are super comfortable to talk to each other about things. And I don't think that, you know, you say those things to put negative thoughts out there, you know, to your friends or about your friends. But I do see how it can be taken that way, depending on the person. Mm -hmm. It's not that you can't say those things to your friends. It's all about, you know, we should all be more positive about ourselves. Because the negativity that you're putting up on yourself, it does affect other people in ways that you probably don't even realize. You know, being negative about yourself, it's not good for you to hate on your own body. It's not good for you to be unkind to yourself. If you want to improve, you want to be healthy, you want to be skinny, you want to look in the mirror and say, you know, damn, that's a badass bitch or whatever. That's awesome. You do you, friends. Better yourself. Better yourself however it is that you want to better yourself. And don't, you know, just don't ever cut yourself down or be miserable with who you are right now to get to that point. Change your mindset, friends. Tell yourself here and now, I am not going to talk shit on myself any longer. Because you know what? You don't like when people talk shit about you. So why in the fuck would you talk shit on yourself too? That's crazy to me. Super crazy. Super crazy. You know, love yourself, friends, and be kinder to yourself. And for the love of God, wash your face before bedtime and wear sunscreen. Oh, shit. I don't do those things. Oh, God. Okay. So that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms. (laughs) And friends for now. (laughs) Trying to keep our shit together. Lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. If you want to send us your mom stories or a topic you'd like us to chat about on our podcast, email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword. And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out. Out.